This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for content creators like you to bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Head to storyblocks.com slash VGA and let them tell your story. Flipping, it's no flipping. It's uh, welcome to Laser Time, the internet's 900th leading pop culture show, slipping and sliding every day. New corporate interests get involved. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Laser Time to make sure the little guy still has a chance. There we go. Uh, it's our best of TV, and who is joining me this week? Once again, we have uh, Super Sarah. It's, <laughs> it's me, Sarah. It's Sarah, who's. <laughs> Tried to quit podcasting with me every week and has failed. I just can't quit. You. I, he has failed, even though we probably won't hear from her for a while after this. Yeah. Uh, but a, but a very special guest also on for this week. Uh, Sucker Phenom and Plane Crash Survivor Dave Rudden. What? I'm actually neither of those things, but it will play. It's a reference. I yes. understand this. Uh, best, we're talking best of TV, and I know how late we are, and I know I can't include Peacemaker, which I love so desperately right now and Sarah made a face don't even talk about it till next year <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it made me think uh, I was just texting Sarah am I am I of an age where I'm indoctrinated by HBO content because it's bro HBO is the one that we watch it the is most it is the app that house. I watch the most and I yeah. some of that I think is because 30 2010 and they bought up a lot of studios and have a lot of archival content yeah um but it's also like I loved all their shows this year. Curb was yep. great. Peacemaker's yep. wonderful. Righteous Gemstones just came back, and it's goddamn Ooh, amazing. I was literally just watching that just now. <laughs> even the shows that I I didn't even include on my best of list, I even forgot what it's called. What's that one with the uh, young comedy writer and the old comedy lady? Hey, spoiler alert! Oh, okay. <laughs> I love I love that show, and then I watch stuff on Netflix. I'm like. This does nothing to me. Amateurs, <laughs> amateurs don't know how to make show. Yeah, I mean, if just to talk about things that we are not on our list, mm-hmm. I actually have gone back and now I'm watching The Witcher, which is the best thing on Netflix, I think, right now. Like, I'm really, really, The Witcher. Yeah, and I know I'm late to it, but Sam it's still got surprising. Me on board. Most people I know are like into the game and then the show, and then get their like non gaming partners into the show, but. I just did, yeah. I, I I didn't. I, I had no idea you were watching that because I know I know Sam, your husband, was like way ahead of you in watching it. Oh yeah, he mm. loved it. It's it's camp. It's I, very I thought it campy. was pretty boring. Every every time I watch something on Netflix, it's just like God. You have all the money in the world, and none of it is for editors. Like yeah. <laughs> none of it. Like it just this is so long, and so many unimportant scenes occur in between the one that transitions you into the next episode. That and that's I, I don't know. I I have no real grandstand here it's just that like i could not believe how much i, I remember articles saying like a uh, hbo max and disney plus will have a more of a audience share than netflix in two years i'm like yeah right I'm like mm-hmm. i could cancel my netflix subscription they took all mm-hmm. those two things took all my favorite stuff away from netflix anyway yeah. uh it's just it's all about their new shows which i thought weren't amazing this year and mm-hmm. Well, I know you have one that's on the list at least. I definitely and I, do. And you just mentioned Netflix. I'm like, holy crap! I forgot another one of my top favorite shows. Uh, but but, not, they, not, they, but I mean, Netflix is weird. I like. I, I I'm I'm betting other 
streaming services adhere to this, but mm-hmm. like one of my favorite shows, I think it airs it airs on Showtime spoiler, but it's always the same amount of minutes for every episode, and that was kind of refreshing. What? I'm like, oh, it's not like the uh, old school uh, Arrested Development style where like one oh. episode is 25 minutes and one is 42, and it's like just give like I I need to know like when I'm going to bed tonight. <laughs> is it 10:15 or, or is it 10:32? Yeah, or I have this perfectly timed out to watch lunch too. Yeah, so I mm-hmm. need to be able to have my lunch show. <laughs> Move on. Did you say what show that was? I don't think you did. What what my favorite show? Like I, I mean, I was, oh, you're gonna say it, it later. My favorite show. Okay, well, okay, it, yeah, but it, yeah, spoil. Like, let but me, honestly, it's Showtime. It's Dexter. It's not Dexter. Spoiler. It's a oh. show that's not Dexter. I, I could not. I could not believe the response. I guess that just start, that just ended. The response yeah, to Dexter, I'm like, you went back to him after he betrayed you? Like, that show was yeah. fucking terrible. I, it was I like was a, really a friend of yours going that. back to an abusive spouse. Why yeah. would you take him back ever? Oh, my God. The things they Why did to you. Why would you think it would be good again? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but I apparently it's the rare case where it is. Sometimes you yeah. can take him back, Sarah. Shocking. I, I don't well, know. Mm. Uh, but I, I was... will say this year for TV, like, I think it, it has been a, a really good one. Or Mm -hmm. maybe it's just that I am watching Mm -hmm. a crap ton more of it because, uh, like in in this day and age, I don't have the like spoiler. I had a I had a kid last year. What I don't have the energy to watch a movie after I'm done with everything in the day. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. if I got to watch two, you know, thirty to forty minute things, that's cool, Mm -hmm. and that'll Mm -hmm. take me a week, and then I'm through with that show. And if they're gonna if they're if they're good enough to keep you up into a binge, then so be it. But like Mm -hmm. committing to that two hours now is difficult. And and, and also spoiler, I don't want to go to the movies (laughs) right (laughs) now. Too scary. I've always been a huge TV person. I love TV. I was raised on TV and TV has been a huge, huge comfort to me this year um there's Mm -hmm. so much there's been a lot of really great stuff out a lot of pretty like light and or uplifting stuff that i was Mm -hmm. really happy to watch this year um which you know that amount of content hours to me is very comforting in a way having content hours a world that i can live in that's longer than a movie that may go on for several years is very comforting to me but i can digest it in in small chunks like what we talked about and also as someone who falls asleep during everything (laughs) falling asleep in a during a 30 minute show is a lot easier to and go back and rewind than it is a whole movie (laughs) you must you clearly have a spouse who's stopping after the next episode auto plays and you wake up somewhere in a desert of where you don't know any of these characters like that always happens to me i slept like two and a half hours into this series shit where where did i last leave off uh yeah i I, I, again i always worry about that i I love movies and i love television but television was always like fenced off into 20 minute to 54 minute fiefdoms and I, I think if you're a streaming service, someone's like, I got a movie idea. Can you turn it into a series? Can we get 10 episodes out of it? Who gives a shit? Like, well, it's a really concise movie idea, but I <laughs> guess I can figure out 10 hours more to put, <laughs> I can put in seven and a half hours more to put in this, this movie of mine. That's the only thing I worry about. Cause some of these, those early Marvel shows, like they had movie crescendos across 10 episodes and it was really annoying. Because mm-hmm. there, yeah. there were there were episodes that didn't move at all. I complain about that all the time. How about I get into my first one before we take a tiny break? Okay. Because uh, yeah. I don't consider myself an influencer, nor do I give a shit. <laughs> but if I can keep a show I think is going to be canceled on the air, 
Uh, I would be happy to use this platform for that and do manscaped ads until the fall of all gender and sex. I, I don't I don't give a shit. I but if I, I I think both of you were into this show with me, and I could be wrong. But do you remember the life and times of Tim? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. That show was a little slice of wonderful, and that dude came out with a new show for the first time in like a decade, and the life and times of Tim came back to HBO Max, even though it had been on YouTube in HD uncut for like. A decade, like so, it was one of those shows. Like, did this exist? This ugly little animated program that was mostly talking. Uh, did this Life and Times yeah. of Tim exist? It, that yeah, character who just goes, I was like, it was this show in HD to begin with. Yeah, it was so basic. <laughs> oh, oh did, was there a character that catchphrase was? Oh no, oh no. <laughs> uh, I love that show, and again, more truth telling for me. I turn the sound off of my video games and like to listen to podcasts and this show really does well (laughs) because it's so the animation is so limited the best part about the animation i'll say is that the character design is everyone is stupid everyone looks stupid as hell the life and times of tib guy whose name is funny steve dildarian uh, is, <laughs> he, uh, I, I think his claim to fame was creating the Budweiser frogs, which he Whoa. somehow spun into. He made a short <laughs> film for like uh, Sundance and somehow got a TV deal out of it, but hasn't really done anything since Life and Times of Tim and came up with a new show this year that quietly released in like September on HBO Max, 10-Year-Old Tom. It is... Exactly the same as Life and Times of Tim, except the character is 10 years old. Hmm. Same voice and everything, <laughs> except new voices. They got a, oh, what's Edie, some, what's her nuts from Gemstones is his mother. Uh, Todd Glass, uh, Gillian <laughs> Anderson, and John Malkovich are now voices in this series and not just Nick Kroll doing a thousand things. Wow. <laughs> but it, Life and Times of Tim was an animated show with curb your enthusiasm levels of awkwardness and mm-hmm. bringing it into a 10 year old who shits his pants while playing baseball <laughs> or uh, gets kicked off the oboe in recital. Just like, dude, you just, you, you suck. Sorry, 10 year old. You got to get the phone. Fu- oh, what are you saying? Like, I love this guy's voice. <laughs> yeah, Everybody you named has that like kind of frequency to their voice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Jennifer, right. Jennifer Coolidge plays like some kid's mother oh. at the top of her lungs. Which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hilarious. That was the whole thing with life, life and Times of Tim. It was everybody talking about like this, and then you got one friend who's really excited. <laughs> and I, it, it's really dry, and I, I love playing games. And it, it's like Doctor Katz. The animation is limited enough to where like uh, yeah. they'll tell you what's going on, like in their voices. Why are we on the bus again? <laughs> uh, I, I and I think I I heard not a peep about this show. I didn't know it existed until. Did you guys? I don't know if anybody knew it existed. No one no. said anything about it. And I didn't know it existed until I finished typing it in the search bar, and then I confirmed that it existed. I thought maybe you were just and, and, and conning me right here. And you're gonna no. people are gonna mix it up. It's Life and Times of Tim ten-year-old doing Ten Year Old Tom. I I searched it incorrectly for this show. <laughs> so the actual title is Ten Year Old Tom. Ten Year Old Tom from the creator of Life and Times of Tim. <laughs> don't get that confused. <laughs> okay. So I forget exactly what the the premise of this clip I'm going to play is, but it, it's why I love it so very much. Uh, his the prince his principal is played by Todd Glass, who does love it. morning announcements every day, and eventually they have to start taking sponsorships. 
<laughs> on the morning Whoa. announcements. Wait a minute. Todd Glass, is he doing the sponsorships? He, uh, yes. Yeah, I think okay. so. And eventually that they become is... liquor at the kids' school. <laughs> okay. That is one of my favorite Todd Glass things for the real Pardo heads, Jeremy Pardo heads out there for Never Not Funny. One of the best bits that Todd Glass does. Oh, his ad gets, reads. Is his ad reads, yeah, on Never Not Funny are <laughs> fucking genius. That man, oh. He's a treasure. I I, I love Todd Glass. I'm obviously a huge Todd Glass fan, and that like really tipped me over to loving this show. But again, John Malkovich is one of these voices as well. It's it's fantastic. And ten year old Tom, the character, has to roast his principal and (laughs) roast roast his principal so fiercely and so hard he sends him into a giant depression, and he has to go over to his uh, his the principal's house with his friend and try and cheer him up and. It, this is this this clip perfectly embodied why I love the show and I recommend it to everyone. Principal? Oh! Hey guys, come on in. Grab a slice. Are uh, you okay? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You sure? You really look like a train wreck. Tom, your insults were a real wake-up call, and I've decided to quit my job and become an assistant bookie with my friend Lou. Oh, no, don't do that. No, th- th- those are jokes. I'm sorry, which part was untrue? Do I not have a weight problem? Yes, it's not an ideal physique. Did my wife not blow the UPS driver? She did. That's a well-documented story. Have I not failed at pursuing all my childhood dreams? You've clearly failed at many things, but we can you can laugh about it now, right? No, you don't just laugh. It's tragic. Look at my bucket list. I've crossed not one thing off of it. Huh, let's see what you got here. Sit on a hammock. That's pretty easy to do. Well, I literally sat on a hammock an hour ago. Eat a steak? Yeah. You've never eaten a steak? I've come close, but, you know, something always goes wrong. These seem like very easy dreams to achieve. Yeah, well, that's what makes it so pathetic. Oh, how does it sound? Look, if we help you check everything off your list, you come back to school on Monday. How are you going to help me check every single thing off this bucket list? Take another look at it. Principal, we're going to do it. We're not taking no for an answer. Deal. That's great. All right. Let's shake. Oh, wow. That's disgusting. That's a very greasy hand. <laughs> okay. Yes. I love this show, and I wish more people gave a shit about it, and I hope it gets another season. Cause Wait. Where do we find it? HBO Max. The, HBO Max. Okay. In, in, in honor of putting the show back out, they even put Life and Times of Tim on HBO Max, which it was not. But again, it's just like one. This is one of those things that so few people care about. I'm not sure if it's my favorite show or it's the one I just feel like needs more oh, of a megaphone pointed. In its, in yes, its literally, I've never even heard of it. But I, yeah, I went through it twice, just like playing fucking video games because it's a really, really good. I'm doing something else podcast kind of a show, and the animation again is funny. Every character looks like a fucking idiot. I love, I love the design of the show. My two favorite things about that clip. One, that uh, Mr. Dildo Man does not make any attempt to sound like he's 10 years old. No, yeah. not <laughs> one. Like times the Tim guy again. Yeah. Uh, and that I thought you said, I, I, for some reason I was mix, mixing up Todd Barry and Todd Glass. So oh. knowing Todd Glass is on the show, like yeah. that hy- the hyperkinetic guy, not the very low-key. No, no. The, right. Much amazing. more boisterous. Now I'm, now I'm definitely in for this. Todd oh. Glass. Two Two things I love about Todd Glass. A, I saw him do stand-up in Washington, D.C., and he kicked two women out of the club for <laughs> looking at their phones during his set, which was one of the most awkward <laughs> and wonderful things I've ever seen in my life. And the other one wow. was, the other thing is no, that- No, I'm serious. He, you should get out of here right now. Just get out of here. Yes. Right. No, 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 no. I changed my mind. I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm serious. You should go. You should go right now. <laughs> that is pretty much what it sounded like. It got them escorted out. And then apparently also went back in the before times when we would have parties he would just hire a drummer 
to be at parties and just play a little bit of drums like while people are milling around and he says it helps with the atmosphere i fucking love that there's a drummer in his netflix special for (laughs) like no reason great uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the guy. But always see him live, and he always like, all right, everybody on your way out of here, make sure you silly dance right now. No, no, don't look cool. Nobody gets to look cool. <laughs> look as uncool as possible as you dance out of here. I'm doing Enjoy. a terrible Todd Glass, but uh, but he, but I do like that. Oh God, no, 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 wrong sound effects. But let's go to break. And in the breaks, I'm just gonna play songs from one of my favorite things of the year, and that was Bo Burnham's Netflix special. I thought it was the absolute best thing to encapsulate the first portion of the pandemic (laughs) and then it came about when we were all getting vaccinated we talk about this a lot on bonus time the bonus show on patreon.com slash laser time so i don't want to rehash it again and i i know i i couldn't get sarah to watch it so and i I never was (laughs) Uh, and then snl made me believe like oh shit is this one of those things that men talk endlessly about the bo burnham special i'm gonna let this go and just play songs from Bo Burnham's Inside because it was one of those specials I thought was great. I think it'll be one of the best pieces of culture to come out of the pandemic. There is a cat butt in your face <laughs> on the Oh, how am I supposed to ignore that? Uh, but a also cat butt right next to But me. also the Netflix special which is not something most Netflix specials do became a very uh, like a the, gave me a playlist that I played for the next like 7 8 months. Uh, I love those songs. I think they're great, and I know I'm not alone. So we'll close out with stuff from uh, uh, Bo Burns Inside. We'll be right back with our best TV of the year. Stay right there. Fresh falling snow on the ground. A golden retriever in a flower crown. Is this heaven? Or is it just a white woman? A white woman's Instagram. If you're a content creator like the good folks here at Laser Time, you know how inefficient and demanding the creative process can be. Sometimes you just want a huge library of content to pull from, and you need that perfect clip, image, sound, or piece of music. Well, good news. Storyblocks is here to help creators like you bring all your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblocks gives you access to a huge demand-driven library of 4K or HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. Assets are royalty-free, so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use. Their unlimited all-access plan gives you unlimited downloads from over 1 million assets in their library, including things like the background music you're hearing in this very ad right now. So whether you're a seasoned content creator or someone just dabbling with your first YouTube or Twitch channel, Storyblocks offers a selection of flexible subscriptions that fit every budget and scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on what's important to you, creating. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at storyblocks.com slash laser time. Once again, that's storyblocks.com slash laser time. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the laser time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No one's given me any questions as to why I look like this. 
right now. I have a Mickey Mouse tit dirt. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just assumed that was like a hypercolor shirt or something. Yeah, we thought it, we, we thought it was just bad hypercolor action. I think that just a testament to how sweet Michael and Matt are. We we it looks like you may have just got done masturbating or had a heart attack. But we don't want to say anything. Are, are either of those true? No, no. Did you just I'm, have a heart attack? No, while no. And, and how dare you make that joke in light I mean, of what happened to Bob Saget? And, the older we get, does that become a that becomes a concern, doesn't it? Well, I mean, I think the more we work from home, it becomes a concern. <laughs> get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/LaserTime. you now Zuckerberg and Gates and Buffett amateurs can fucking suck it fuck their wives drink their blood come on Jeff get them thank you Bo thank you Mr. Burnham please don't sue us <laughs> yes <laughs> best TV of the year who who wants who wants to go I was gonna Dave you you do one I, I, I try to limit everybody to three but I feel like nobody adhered to that so we're just gonna keep on going I, yeah, got, okay. I got three uh well I guess um, if on my in my document, Chris, uh, why don't you click on number two, which uh, has slipped to number three because I forgot. Um, uh, and, and this should, this uh, so I guess I should prerequisite this. Um, this clip is not actually from the show; it is a skit about the show. Uh, which I mean, some of my picks are going to be basic, um, but yeah. So some of the most popular stuff to me was some of my favorite stuff, um, and I love. You know, big serialized uh, mysteries, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and or just big serialized shows where you just don't know where it's going really. And um, yeah, this one was super popular. But yeah, uh, why don't you play the clip? My ex-wife hates me. Even had to sell my puppy. Yes, I'm broken. It's a damn shame. Yes, I gotta play the squid game. Yes, I gotta play the squid game. I love love SNL's acknowledgement of the Squid Game as a country song. Um, <laughs> I, 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 my dad made some comment like it's like that Squid Game thing, whatever that is, and like shut up, that show was great. Like, yeah, I, uh, I mean, it was like I'm a kid, like well. My, my one of my favorite movies growing up was The Running Man, mm-hmm. which begat like uh, you know in the two thousands um, Battle Royale, uh, Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just I love. I, I, it's a little bit um, morbid, uh, but I love shows that kill people off. Yeah, <laughs> because it, I mean it's just stakes. I love stakes in a TV show. I, I don't love stakes like the principal on that Tom show. Stakes, <laughs> but uh, it's come close. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like. Just a show where that basically has that same sort of running man, uh, Battle Royale aesthetic already has its hooks in me. But it, yeah. this was like really done, really well done. Uh, I saw and, I saw some snide younger folks online like, oh, it's just a Korean Hunger Games. And like, yeah, but Battle Royale, running, we've been watching this kind of movie for like a century. Like, shut the fuck up. You're not smart because you remembered Hunger Games. Because uh, yeah. Hunger Games wasn't a truly original thing either. But there was something wonderfully compelling about squid game and was really really easy to binge 
Well, one of the laziest criticisms ever of anything is, oh, it's just a it's blah, just like blah, this. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure like, is. okay, well, so is everything just to everything. Like, we've all read the hero's journey. So yeah, don't do cool. I never want you to set foot in a Broadway play. I have a feeling yeah. you've seen that story before. There is a fucking yeah. cat butt in Dave's scene, too. That, that, <laughs> she she is so far away. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, the, the, like, and, and not facing, not backwards facing. Yeah, it wasn't. To the camera. Yeah, she, was, <laughs> she wasn't getting like a. Couch. It wasn't like a true jackass moment, like the one Sarah was kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, that was risky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to Squid Game, Squid not game. cat butt game. Um, <laughs> I, like at the very base level, it still appeals to me the way that Running Man did when I was yes. like seven or eight years old, where it's just like, oh, cool games and people die, like Davy like. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, there, there's a like just like the Running Man, there is a you know, it's telling a bigger story about you know, just and and this is set in Korea, but like yeah, it's the same sort of shit that applies to America where. You know, people, especially nowadays, like a lot of people just have really shitty, extenuating circumstances in their lives and they have to do terrible shit. Like they have to yes. face terrible shit like they do in Squid Game. Like a sudden surgery. Patreon.com slash laser yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh But yeah, I mean, and it's Netflix, so it all got shut out at once and I watched it all at once. Um, and just really well done. Uh, it's a yeah, it is like a three four hour movie. Yeah, that I could not stop watching. Yeah, but it's it's beautiful to watch. The sets it are amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah, and uh, it's unlike all those other things I mentioned. It has the most in common with Running Man because the sets are super elaborate and don't look the same every time. And yeah. oh my god, like yeah, like Running Man appealed to me because even at that age, I love video games, and mm-hmm. this is like holy shit, it's a video game. Like literally yeah. in that song, these guys and these guys have PlayStation icons on their faces. Mm-hmm. Which, I, was, I don't know how they got away with that. Some different meaning, but like yeah, like it's this is like I this really. I think a year prior, I was playing uh, Fall Guys all the time. It's like this is Fall Guys <laughs> except violent. Same colors. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely watched it. In this house, Sam, I think, watched it before I did and mm-hmm. then watched it again with me, which happens a lot. I actually didn't finish it, though, because it stressed me out too much. Yeah. It's been a real stressful year for me in general, and I absolutely want to finish it eventually because I absolutely enjoyed it. And I I loved the um, each week a new challenge sort of yeah. feel to mm-hmm. it. But I, yeah, it was so well done that it stressed me out so oh, much oh, that I yeah. couldn't I could not finish the entire I, I, can you imagine how much more people would have talked about this show if they stretched it out over the course of like eight to ten oh, weeks yeah. I'm not saying they should have because I yeah. I fall in love with the show I want all the episodes now too and it was nice to have but yeah. it just like this was a super hot piece of the pandemic zeitgeist for a little while well one of the things and I don't know why this bothered me more mm. than any other of the things that we talked about that are like the sort of games of survival things. I did not love a bunch of people on Halloween dressing up from this show just yeah. because it's so unbelievably horrific. The idea of making people play children's games for their lives is actually when you drill down so intensely horrific it's true. that seeing like costumes like that almost is too much I, for me. Like it was just, it was borderline like, Ooh, I don't know and, if we and, even and, want to joke and, about that. Y'all anything where you can't see, somebody's eyes in general for Halloween like you right. dude but also scary. I I also I, I, a contestant that I 
that's a costume that yeah. I like from the pure um, element of it being recyclable into my regular wardrobe. Yes. I've Absolutely. done that so often where it's like, oh, that is a sweatsuit that I can wear separately and it won't be creepy. Yeah. Altogether, it's a little weird, but separately, yeah. like, that's, yeah, it's good. The, the real question hey, is it's what next number. Next year's Royal Tenenbaums outfit. The, the, oh, yeah. The real, <laughs> the real question is what number are you putting on it, Dave? You have two choices. Mm. Well, I know what number to put, but what? I don't want to spoil it. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, oh, actually, I would just do four twenty sixty nine, which yeah. is the nice. weed and sex number. The sex number, yes. And, Sorry, uh, what sex and weed number? I, I will. I will. I had. I, I had that. two truly old man moments uh, this year. A lot of stuff, blah blah blah, behind the scenes. I record mostly in the evenings now, and then I try and like watch something, but I tend to slip off into consciousness. One of them was. I forget, was it, maybe I was watching WrestleMania, Dave, and like, ah, Roman Wayne's won, I can just shut this off and go to bed because I'm exhausted, I'm so tired, and like that whole thing with Lesnar running out, I wake up the next day, what? I was watching live, but I was so tired, I just slammed it shut, and I was so tired watching the last episode of Squid Game, um, as I, I saw who won, and I'm like, I gotta get back this tomorrow, I'm so fucking tired. And then I just realized recently, oh, I never did. And there's like dozens of minutes left in this <laughs> this episode. Um, and the last thing I saw was a character sitting on the shore looking at stuff. And like that's where I left the series. <laughs> and and it was it was like yeah, it was that. And I don't was it, it was am I talking about WrestleMania? When did Lesnar debut his Beardo appearance? Um, uh, uh, SummerSlam. I SummerSlam. Yeah, I was watching. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, just to be so tired. Like, oh, please don't be anything in the end credits. I'm sorry because yeah. <laughs> I, I missed uh, I, I missed Peacemaker's thing. I missed the Peacemaker's thing at the end of Suicide Squad. I was like, how the fuck oh, did they put put this character in a show when he's blah blah blah? Anyway, uh, wow, what are you, me? Yeah, damn, <laughs> all in the sleep, missing important things. I was trying to, to to shake up my sleep schedule. Super fucked up right now. But that's also mm -hmm. because of bad back. But hey, yeah, I, I got. I threw my back out today, so we're just kind of merging into the same person. Gross. Am I <laughs> yeah. am I the male Sarah or Sarah the female me? Ew. Mm. Neither are good options. Mm. No. <laughs> no. I hope you like action figures. <laughs> <laughs> but Squid Game, I, I think somebody had to say it. It's something yeah. I I don't know. Will mention something all three of us watched all of, or mm. almost all of, and then throughout this. Unless Sarah can tell me something I don't, I'm not prepared for. Something you think we watched all, all three of me, you, and Dave watched. Ooh, maybe, but probably not this next one that I'm going to say, Go which uh, was such a joy to watch, and that was only murders in the building. Oh, I, oh, that was the best. I, I can't. It, I was. I didn't know you loved that. I did. I, well, it was ah. so. It was so very. I told you to watch it. For fuck's sake, who's a bigger Steve it. Martin Martin short fan than the kid over That's here? True. Like I, That's I've, true. I, I always say on thirty twenty ten, Steve Martin was the first thing I remember like agreeing on with my parents. This guy is mm -hmm. the funniest human in the world. Can we watch everything he's in? And my parents looked down at me like, "Yes, we can. We can this see every Steve Martin thing." Such a joy, and I literally finished the series today because oh. i've been doling out the episodes to myself like just not wanting it to end hulu it's did that so... for you you didn't have they, they wouldn't let you binge it well i even yeah. drew it out even more and <laughs> i was so it's so cozy it's mm -hmm. so sweet with but still having real stakes which i love it's very murder she wrote it's very um it's a 
very sweet story about friendship, which I love, mm-hmm. especially finding friendship and love when you're older, which, you know, I think is something that a lot of people get worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what a wonderful, just wonderful show for this year that I think we really needed. Selena Gomez, I think, shocked a lot of us yeah. with her, with how wonderful she was doing, you know, a deadpan character mm-hmm. who was just kind of there to be a foil in a straight mm-hmm. man. In be a, lot be of ways, a straight man, but also like having, having a goal to drive this forward when I think either Steve Martin, or Martin Short's character could have quit at any point, but she yes. had a reason to keep things going. Yeah. They and... all fulfilled great roles for each other that they needed. Um, plus the side stories that happened, mm. Nathan Lane's story with his son was very unexpected. That silent very... episode was might be one of the best episodes of television. I was going to say the exact same thing. This yeah. year, one of the best episodes of television this like, year, 100%. I don't always put my phone down or yep. watch shows when I'm not playing games. But Same. there was one episode that fucking commanded it, and it was very mm-hmm. compelling. And it's an only murders in the building on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between that and um, uh, Hawkeye, both have Hawkeye. like deaf characters who are played by deaf people, and it like really shows. Like it, both of those episodes were like super well done, um, mm-hmm. and the characters are very authentic. Just be, I mean, because they are played by deaf people. Yeah. Um, I, I assume that I just I didn't know that for sure for certain. Yeah, um, and I I I mean I also loved uh, Only Murders in the Building. It's easily in my top ten. Great. Um, I mm. like and and I think at this point, um, like when I was a kid, I would every time there was a new movie show based on a video game, mm-hmm. I'd go ape shit. But now that's commonplace. So now I'm not seeing that much stuff that is uh, some other way of showing podcasts. <laughs> uh, and I'm I I I instantly dug into this, even though this is podcasting through the lens of two seventy year old men. Yeah. Uh, but it's still. I mean, like, if I'm gonna have two seventy year old men do a show about podcasting, it better be Steve Martin and Martin Short. Absolutely. Yeah, but I and, just... and also casting Tina Fey as the Ira Glass of this universe. It's, <laughs> yes, it's the kind of evil Ira Glass. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so great. I mean, I love Amy Ryan every time she's on my screen. Yeah. It's a joy to see her, mm-hmm. and I just. Jackie Hoffman, I love so much too, and she just pops Wait. up like in little bit roles here and there. And Who's she? See her too. Who's she? She's like the older, uh, the... with the older residents, not the the head of the right. board or whatever, but she's just one of the older residents. Oh, that, and, uh, and, was and also in... Martin Short got the best role, I think, and oh, it, yeah. even though it was it it was partially created and co written by Steve Martin, mm-hmm. he gave his buddy Martin. I don't know. It's very wonderful to see those <laughs> their their celebrity has fallen but only to a point where all they need to do is combine themselves together and they yeah. can be one <laughs> celebrated person and he just wrote this wonderful role for Martin Short who's usually a lot louder and bigger than this and and it gets to do a little of that but just very pretty and they're both so good at playing that funny but sad mm-hmm. i mean sadness underneath like right there under the surface role which is just so sweet and truly truly laugh out loud funny Mm -hmm. the last episode the physical comedy that steve martin has the still the chops to do right now is unreal the last episode where he is incapacitated and is trying to get into an (laughs) elevator i was truly laughing out loud which is not a thing that happens very much anymore i absolutely was astonished by how 
good he still is. Total Father yeah. to Bride Part Two vibes from that night. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> the inspirational speech in that final episode. Yes. Uh, I won't say any more about it. But yes. That, that was another amazing scene. <laughs> yes. So good. Uh, yeah, this is a huge highlight of my year. I was watching Only Murders in the Building, and it's probably going to be one of those shows that I turn around and start it again from the beginning pretty soon. Yeah, and, it, it, I, and I can't travel, but like uh, one of the last things I did before I traveled, and Dave's from there, but there's something really pleasant about New York and cold, and it mm. got to be crystallized yeah. in the show, and it's not even an option for me. Even if I had the money and someone to go with, uh, there's <laughs> not going to New York. In 2021, and probably exactly, not yeah. Like I don't think physically being in New York was gonna was very pleasant over the last oh I don't know two years or yeah. so. Uh, but I still like. I mean, I grew up on Long Island. I grew up near New York City. Mm-hmm. I always like pined for that existence where you lived in a rent controlled apartment. Oh yeah, with like dozens of other people, which would suck right now. But like just that that sort of slice of New York. I'm always down for it. Like I, I rewatched yeah. Friends in 2021 just for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I mean, yeah, New York is. It's so stupid to say it. I hate that it's coming out of my mouth. But New York is a great character on that show. Oh, thank! Glad it's somebody true. said it for the 400th yeah. time. I mean, I mean, isn't that an original thought of mine? <laughs> it's. I uh, well, I, can I? It's my turn to go. I think yes. so. And I'll give Dave and I something to bond over on the real. Uh, man, I, I don't know how to give this next television program a higher compliment than people who get me for the first time since like Mr. Show and the Simpsons, I can now speak in a language that is exclusively made up of, I think you should leave quotes, uh, <laughs> or I find moments of that show so unspeakably funny that make no sense. And like, mm-hmm. you said it was good. I said it was interesting. Like. <laughs> That's not inherently funny thing to say or talk. The, one of the first things that happened when we got out of pre-Delta, uh, my buddy opened up his arcade, and we went in mass, and like I saw a guy I haven't seen in five years, and we instant he and we're playing Dave, we're playing virtual on in a two-sided cabinet, and he just threw mass, and he he says something like. Was, was that I think you should leave? Do you like that show? Do you like it? He's like, yeah, I love that show. It's like, it's the new Mr. Show. I'm like, I totally fucking agree. I totally agree. And we're like yelling. <laughs> it, it was one of the, I don't know, the first like uh, someone I don't know very well or podcast with on a regular basis discussing a show for like 20 minutes. And that's almost longer than, <laughs> an, that's longer than an episode of the show. But I think you should yeah. leave a sketch show about awkwardness. I could not decide which sketch I wanted to highlight from the second season as my favorite. It's on Netflix, uh, starring Tim Robinson of Detroiters uh, and SNL fame. Hmm. Um, I couldn't figure out my favorite sketch. Coffin Flop is on YouTube in good quality. If you somebody wrote an entire like how this was made story about this, how like, yeah, all those people falling out of coffins <laughs> are like the Marvel stunt people. Like trying because this shit hurts. Like falling out of the bottom of a coffin into a hole <laughs> without letting on that you're not dead is a difficult task and required the work of every stuntman in Hollywood for like one day. Is it a big fucking donkey dicks and ghost sperm? Which oh yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, that that first episode in general. My I, mine still is Carl Havoc. I I tried to dress as Carl <laughs> Havoc for Halloween 
Um, but I thought one that too worked, much shit on you. There's too, too much, much shit on too you. much fucking shit on me. I, I showed <laughs> showed Sarah what the, the, all the Patty Harrison stuff. Yeah. I, I love uh, her so much. Oh my god, they're so yes. dirty. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 my wife and I quote the the, the line. I don't like bald boys. I can't stand bald boys way too often. I, I, it's not my favorite sketch, but I love her introduction. It's a Shark Tank ripoff. I'm like, I made my money in the stock market. I invested in a series of small businesses over the course of 20 years. The Charlie Brown balloon fell on me in the Macy's Thanksgiving no, Day Parade. I got, and I got a big into the pants of the Charlie Brown balloon. <laughs> I got a massive settlement and drink a lot of wine. And I got a lot of money to invest. <laughs> but... Um, the one I wanted to highlight in, in audio, because I think it works the best, it's the opening of episode five, I think, the one with Tim Heidecker in it, and it's, <laughs> how would you, I think you should leave as the greatest name for the show, because it, it really, even when there are other characters playing the main character in a sketch, they are playing the same character. A, a, a guy who was <laughs> driving home a needless level of awkwardness to the point yeah. where you should be asked to leave this party job uh, relationship. And this, this episode starts out with a random dude trying to drive. And for 40 seconds, there's this van he can't get around. Um, and then finally they roll down their <laughs> windows and confront the drivers. Uh, yes. I love this. Come on, man, go. What is your problem, man? Do you know how to fucking drive? No. What? No, I don't know how to fucking drive. I don't know what any of this shit is, and I'm fucking scared. What are you talking about, you psycho? You don't know how to drive? Not everybody knows how to do everything. Driving isn't the only thing. Just move your car! <laughs> okay. I don't know how I can. Oh, my God. Just grab the steering wheel. Fine! Ow! It hurt? Yeah, it does. It does hurt, actually. What if you get to where you're going and it's a job interview and I turn out to be the boss? I'm not going to a job interview! You could be a year from now. Oh my God. Everybody says, oh, that guy seems great. I'm saying, hold on, oh, wait a minute. That guy yells. Move your fucking car! I can't! Why not? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. What? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, you don't want to help me. You just want to yell. Fuck. That's just the horn. I don't know that, do I? <laughs> you know, I want to tell you something. What? You yelled at me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> just lead straight. It's my favorite open of the entire new season. Again, the new season, six episodes of 15 to 20 minutes. It's... I don't know, like per capita, the most laughs I've had this yeah. year, mm -hmm. period. And like approaching Simpsons level of like quotability. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like every minute there's a line that I could probably, that I hope to like introduce in, into my daily life. Like the my favorite scene, I think it's really tough to pick a favorite skit. But uh, the other thing that, that my wife and I quote uh, all the time is, uh, give me that. <laughs> which is from the ep uh, the skit where and uh, from a on a I I almost on a character level I dislike that one skit because like every other uh I think you should leave skit is a character who you already know is off in some way and then they that the the, the way that they're off is revealed to everybody. This, that one skit is a skit where they are with their professor 
who they love and cherish and who guided them through their careers. And all of a sudden, he reveals himself to be such a weirdo. Um, it took me a while yeah, to like, know which one you were talking about. The, uh, yeah, the give me that, the burger. Uh, um, what because, if I was serious? You know, I used to be a piece of shit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, every skit, every skit <laughs> is like a classic. Let's like, them up. There's uh, only show, well, I would say only like Mr. Show in the state are that level of well, like no, I can't, I can't think of any skits I dislike. Yeah, and I, I think yeah, you would never be able to make a rip off this idea for a show because Tim Robinson. I don't even know why it's a sketch show. It should just be about his Costanza character because it almost always <laughs> has him yelling, same haircut. Don't ask yeah, about once, the tables. <laughs> once in a while, he has to be the straight man. It's true. But like it does in happen. a burger skit. Like he's in the, in the Bob Odenkirk sketch. Yeah. I've got which, three oh barracudas. Man, like, uh, yeah, around the time with Bob Odenkirk's health scare. Yeah. Like just seeing like people were posting online, like, don't worry, he's okay. He's gonna get his third hot rod. <laughs> Except he didn't even use actual card names, which made it better. Triples are better. Triples are better. <laughs> and <laughs> it's again, like if you don't haven't seen the show, all three of us can kind of get quotes of these things. And I, the last time I was over at Sam and Sarah's house. Their dog started barking at me, and I'm like, get me a hat and sunglasses. <laughs> I can't explain the sketch well, but a, a yeah. dog starts barking at a new guy who comes in, and he, his idea is to entertain the dog by doing a Blues Brothers dance, <laughs> even though everyone's saying, the hat scares him! He thinks you're a new person! Take the sunglasses off! But he's doing a whole Blues Brothers performance. It, I don't know. I'm not doing it any justice. Just it's, watch it. It's That's because it's the perfect kind of comedy that you cannot explain. You can only yeah. experience it because it is it's absurd but not <laughs> not outside the realm of possibility yeah. in a I way. guess. So if that's what makes it so weird like yeah, it's great. Cuz the world so the world is rarely absurd. Right. Um, yeah. It's always just a single character brought into a sane world. Um, right. And it is yeah. the formula of every sketch. And, and I, I, I had a realization, like actually, with, with I think you should leave, um, you know, with the plentiful time that we all had over, like, the last two years. Uh, like, going back to Detroiters, Detroiters is kind of just a pro, like a, a prototype version yes. of I think you should leave because the best parts of that show are the weird right. commercials yes. that make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Um, and I'm just like, you hold and, a man's and, piss. Yeah, and, and like I don't know how long that like we've been doing laser times about the best TV, but like this is a drum we've been beating for five years. Like yeah. Yeah. since 2017, like he did Detroiters, and he went into I think you should leave. And every year they're the they're the most funniest thing on TV. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. So great. I also want to use the mention of Patty Harrison to backdoor in another uh, recommendation that's not one of my officials, but mm. the third season of Shrill came out this year, and it was absolutely fantastic. Patty Harrison was in that, too. Was that, so the, was that the final season? I believe it was, yeah. Okay. It's, oh, God, it was so good. I mean, Shrill, all for the past three years, has been phenomenal, and I believe this was the last season, and I absolutely loved it. So, yeah, Patty Harrison's on that, too, and she is amazing. Uh, if you have not seen her clip on uh, stand-up clip on YouTube of pitching Dua Lipa a song, <laughs> it is absolutely wonderful. I wish I could close out the whole show with that, but I already promised it to Mr. Burnham. Um, is it Sarah's turn? Do you go? You, did you? Is that your show? Are you gonna you gonna use it on Shrill? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just a backdoor suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Which she said shrilly. Uh, I'd like to point out. Um, is there any other way that ladies talk? And I need to Google what that means exactly. 
<laughs> guys have to be able to be shrill too, right? <laughs> um, what was another show you dug, Sherber? You you did actually get around to seeing. I think you should leave all of it. I know I would show you like no, a sketch. No, I watch it. I watch like sketches here and there. I okay. haven't actually sat down and watched it all all the way through. But everything I love. I so. remember I regaling your husband when you were out of town. It was like I've very very rarely seen him happier than showing him individual sketches of. I think you should leave. This well, is... and I was out of town, so that probably had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a me... pill. I'm a real pill. She is, especially with no <laughs> podcast. Mm. And uh, th- uh, sorry to just uh, keep the I think Go you should leave it. conversation going, but like to the level of like I that show is impossible to be like I'm not watching this episode because they're so short. Yeah, mm. but I did take pleasure in realizing that there were certain skits that I missed because I was like going to the bathroom. I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. And like, oh my gosh, wow, there's this one chunk of this one episode that is just entirely new to me. And, and I, I said a I line from too. Tim Heidecker not realizing like, no, that was his new sketch I was quoting, but couldn't remember that he's yelling at the mascot in the theme <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> uh, and not, try, not, not being the worst person at charades ever. Great show. Please watch it. Oh my God. Um, Sura, give me another Dark. show. Okay, well, uh, another show that brought me a lot of joy this year was Hacks. Hacks is a big deal. Was that the one I'm? Wait, what's what, what was what was Hacks? Hacks is the one about the comedian. The, that, the one I mentioned. Female. I totally yes. forgot what it was because I watched it so early in the year. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, did it stick with me! It was so freaking good, starring Gene Smart as like an older female, Joan Riversy type. Joan Riversy, like uh, huge, rich, like comedian who's mm-hmm. been in the uh, business for decades and had a, has a Vegas residency but her star's kind of waning and then um, a younger comedian who is just kind of starting up gets kind of canceled quote unquote on Twitter and is bereft without a job and so she kind of gets involved with this older comedian and to try to punch up her work a little bit or revitalize her material somehow. And uh, it's just such a wonderful story of these two women who uh, come from the same sort of are approaching the same career, but from very different ways. And there's generational issues there. There's class issues there. Um, And the the younger comedian is the person that I don't think any of us had really known about or heard of before the actress is uh, Hannah Einbinder. And she just plays the voice of a Gen Z comedian uh, so well, so accurately. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. She's also Lorraine Newman's daughter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, but it's such a great show and it's, it's very funny, really sweet, really heartbreaking in a lot of ways. And, um, I just love a, a show about female comedians. I mean, comedy, well, I, I, I thought this it's show very, had... very hard to make a show about stand-up mm-hmm. comedy. And this show does it without pathologizing stand-up mm-hmm. comedians. It's like, Oh, look at the sad clown. There is some of that, but it's more, but it's not just that. And then also the actual jokes on the show are really funny. Yeah, that you, the stand-up com- comedians are actually saying out of their mouths on stage. Important. I, I, which I, is I, important. It's not a studio yes. on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even as I enter my 40s, I, I, I always assume I'm going to root for like the young comedian. But then like the older comedian is not... Doesn't feel like even she needs a writer, but is very proficient at not only comedy, but like whatever her world is, which is right. rolling in dough. 
And everything she, she, the younger comedian rolls her eyes at, like, oh, I can't believe you do that. And like, I'm going to make $200,000 today. You're a fucking idiot. And yeah. it's, it's in like 30 minutes. And suck it up. And I, I, I think I watched seven episodes and they had yet to find a way to meet in the middle yet or like mm-hmm. use, like help one another out with material. That hadn't happened uh, halfway right. through the series. Because right. that's how deep the conflict and the divide is. But it's the- so, it was just such a, Amazing show, really fun journey to be with, especially, I mean, a show where you have these kinds of two roles for smart, articulate, hilarious women is just really hard to come by. Uh, So it's it was just a huge bright spot in the beginning of my year and definitely a show I'll go back and revisit before the next season comes out. Uh, Also has in smaller parts, Paul W. Downs, who I absolutely love. He was on Broad City previously. And then I have been following this person on Twitter and watching her videos for a really long time. But I think this is the first time most of us were exposed to Megan Stalter, who is one of the funniest comedic voices out there right now. Her, her. her YouTube videos are that she puts together. Her character work is so perfect. Mm-hmm. I just, I, it's really, I can't even put it into words. It actually reminds me a little bit of, I think you should leave as far as like an insane person interacting with a <laughs> sane world. The way that she characterizes the way certain women talk is just so perfect. I love mm-hmm. Megan Stalter. I love everything she does. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see her. Um, on, a, on a big show like this on HBO Max. And I, this, I, I'm glad you mentioned it because I, I remember watching it early in the year and like this show is going to be forgotten come best of the year because it was released mm-hmm. in the early half. I'm going to try and remember it because for me, it checked the boxes of both creative strife and also like, oh, that's what it'd be like to be rich, to have a yeah. Diet Coke soda fountain oh. in my kitchen. Oh, goodness. Man. HBO Max really hit that sweet spot with a lot of their shows as far as that kind of rich people porn. Just like seeing (laughs) opulent places to hang out. Um, And then Jean Smart, like I said, plays the older comedian role. And I mean, she can can do no wrong. Jean Smart is a treasure. Put her in everything. I I highly recommend the show. I don't know. I think (laughs) I lost my parents' HBO Max login for a little while. I got it back, and now I can watch it again. Hell yeah. Once again, HBO Max. Uh, David, where are you at? All right, so uh, I want you to click on my uh, number three, mm-hmm. which is actually my number two because I forgot about it for a minute. But like, if there is a show that caters to the laser time demographic, <laughs> it has to be uh, Smash, Saturday morning all-star hits. Um, Barely which... made it into 2021. Yeah, so also that is another thing with me. So many of my favorite things are borderline 2021 like or 2022. A lot of stuff came out in December, uh, November time frame was some of my favorite stuff of the year. Also, when I had the most downtime for during the holidays. Um, But Saturday morning, all-star hits. Um, Almost in the same vein of like, so Tim Robinson was on SNL for I think just one year uh, and was one of the most overlooked cast members. Kyle Mooney has been on that show for like a decade and is still one of the most <laughs> overlooked ca- cast members. Like when he gets to do his, his shit, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like some of my favorites gets are like, he does these really like they are almost, they're ab- like absurdist and borderline unfunny, but they are funny though. Like he does these sitcoms. Baby Yoda's this baby Yoda keeps killing. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's the stuff that like he's trying to ha- like make hit for everybody. But then mm-hmm. he does stuff like that's a family matter right. or not family matters, but like that's a like a 80 sitcom ripoff 
that is just if you watch those shows you just find them so hilarious and that's basically the entire crux of saturday morning all-star hits if if you know the source material you'll find all these concepts hilarious if mm-hmm. you don't i don't know if you're gonna like it's it as weird much. Uh, it's not it's this, not parroting it, a show it's parroting like a block of shows that you would watch exactly. together uh yeah, back in the it, 90s and and like I think the anchor of Saturday Morning All Star Hits. So basically, the Saturday Morning All Star Hits is is um, Kyle Mooney is doing these characters that intro all these Saturday Morning cartoons, and they're all like what you would watch <laughs> on Saturday mornings, but they are off in some way. And the whole and there's this big overarching mystery too, which also like pings a part of my brain. Uh, but th- like I think the the biggest show on that block is their Denver the Last Dinosaur ripoff, yes. uh, which is I think he's just called Randy the Rad Dinosaur or something. But <laughs> he's a dinosaur with depression basically, and here's a clip of it. Hate myself. What was that? Nothing. I said I hate myself. Okay, I I can't quite make it out. But uh, it sounds like you're saying that you don't like yourself. No, I didn't say I don't like myself. I said I hate myself. Now it sounds like you're sort of uh, quietly correcting me. And I'm just very concerned about you, Randy. All right, Dr. Cottrellberg. Seems like you fixed me. Really? No. All right. Well, just take care of yourself. I forgot to tell you one thing, Dr. K. That I wish I was extinct. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. For some reason, I just watched an episode of Denver: The Last Dinosaur, and so uh, yeah, I don't know why. Because like I remember, did I like that show, or was it just like the only thing on at six in the morning in the world without cable? But yeah, this yeah. is it's so specific. Um, but I guess you know. It's 90s nostalgia is still pretty big. You know what? Nostalgia in general, I think, is going to be big until we can look forward to a new world, which seems uh, pretty yeah. hard. Seems pretty uh, difficult. Um, though I will say, like, I they get progressively weirder. Like, that's the first one you see. Mm. Uh, but there is, there's Pro Stars, which, for one thing, is such a weird, like, I don't know how many people yeah. actually, act, like, actively remember or have any like affection for pro stars, which was Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky baby, solving crimes, but, but not yeah. clearly not voicing themselves. <laughs> but this has the brothers of sports stars playing, basically like <laughs> showcasing that like brothers are important too, like when they're not as well known as the brother, the main brother who plays sports. Uh, you should also pay attention to these other brothers, um, and, and just so such weird premises. For stuff that like, if you like, like me watched '90s cartoons on Saturday mornings obsessively, like they're gonna hit something in you, like the all like this show did from beginning to end. And it's Kyle Mooney who like has this really uncanny ability, like uh, he did it in Briggs Be Bear, where he just he's able to build like in a matter of minutes, he can make you believe like in an entire made up universe of like. It's true. Like, the entirety of Smash is like made up cartoons, made up products, made up pop stars, but you instantly like believe it all. Like it, they're sometimes even like the Simpsons will be like they'll introduce like oh this is you know the hot new tech product and I'm like I don't know if I believe it. I, like just like sometimes it I, it I I don't know I I, I couldn't, I couldn't a bit believe rambly here but like <laughs> no I I, I I couldn't believe how like 
elaborate some of the host sequences because he plays two two blonde surfer dudes who introduce cartoons every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. But in like the first episode, one of the brothers is like, I gotta leave for an audition. Oh, you're going away on another audition. And like instantly, like the episode is introducing strife between these two PG cartoon hosts. One yeah. whose career is going better than the other. And they're both played by Kyle Mooney with yeah. shaky cam together in each shot. And I just wanted to tip my hat to that. Like if you, you can forget that watching how well done it is, how well done the presentation is that these are, this is one person shooting this scene at least twice. Yeah. Uh, but it's needlessly elaborate. Just very good world building, yes. which you don't really need in a show that spoofs cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the best one since TV Funhouse. I don't know. Because yep. that was kind of the same thing of parody of the entire format rather than one right, yeah. cartoon in, in, in particular. Shit. Uh, I need to finish watching this. Michael, Video Game Apocalypse Michael Raparez just like texted minutes ago like what the fuck did no one why did no one tell me about the show i just finished it and it's insane <laughs> so you have a another laser time host uh signing off on this one is it, it's my go again it's my go yeah. my my final go because i only grabbed three and i but i said you guys can go nuts uh i wanted to take a moment to talk about marvel shows because can you believe marvel shows proper on disney plus it's almost literally literally their year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot already. <laughs> and I thought for the most part, they got better as they went. And I didn't know if any, maybe. I, I think almost, I mean, with the exception of like, I maybe I'll give it another shot, but I could not finish uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's, uh, well, that's the worst every one. Other show, yeah, every, every other show has some sort of, uh, levity to it, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if the Captain or yeah, uh, there's if Winter Soldier ever gets that, but like, yeah, like it's I, I thought it wasn't even that it was that dour. I thought they bring up kind of oh, I can't believe something on Disney Plus is bringing up this level of issue about race only to abandon it for the entirety of the show and never bring it up again. Mm-hmm. And then it kept doing things like that and was slow. I'm like, well, what did we do over the course of this show? It looks like these guys hung out at a house. And moped for at least two hours of this seven-hour experience. And WandaVision, yeah. I think, was a little better. It just let, I think, I want I, I want to want to go back and watch WandaVision. Mm. Yeah. But considering the first three hours of that show is a tease. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so conflicted because, like, this would work so well in a comic book. And I would love it there. But it does take a lot of time <laughs> to revisit this aspect of the show and the big swerve I thought they were doing. Oh boy, did they trick me? They did not bring the X-Men into the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And Oh boy, I grabbed, I begged Chris Baker to come on and talk about how wonderful the world will be when the X-Men are reunited with the Marvel universe. <laughs> oh my God. And then, but then as they went, I, I think Loki's sort of my big highlight just because like, yeah. Oh, this is, conceptually fucking huge and the ramifications for all comicdom. I just didn't think they'd go full multiverse like after the first phase of Marvel. I knew they would eventually, but like everything has been multiverse um, after I, not Loki. And then Hawkeye was a very, very great grounded show set at New York in Christmas, even though, even though I don't think they left Atlanta. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think they. I don't think Jeremy Renner ever left Atlanta, uh, or Haley Stanfield, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of those exteriors are either CG or a second unit. 
yeah. still astounding to me, by the way. And uh, I, I love that. I loved it when my comics were set at Christmas, and they usually would be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, other favorite Marvel moments that you, that you guys might have had before I, with the exception of Winter Soldier, like I, I, I all four of the shows I think kind of had a. I mean, besides the whole star factor thing, none of them were ideas that I think are kind of like that level of even I think um, uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 there's such low stakes yeah. in a way that like, oh yeah, if I was watching this in a movie, I'd be a little bit like, eh. but yeah, that they worked in episodic format. Um, the three that I watched in full, um, mm-hmm. I would still say WandaVision was my favorite. Um, I think that Hawkeye I had next to zero um, anticipation for, but then mm-hmm. when I watched it, I'm like, I can't believe how much I'm, I'm enjoying this. I even knew the twist, you know, of like the second to last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well for you too. I, uh, yeah, but mm-hmm. I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and Loki was like had high expectations, pretty much met them. Um, I was like, it, it felt a little bit like I know like. It does deal in multiverse stuff, but mm-hmm. it was also like, oh, well, they like, why is everyone in this one spot? Why aren't they going to so many more places with it? Um, I just thought it was weirdly grounded yeah. and coherent for something that is batshit insane. And also, yeah. like, the ramifications for the Marvel Universe are huge, but like, I never felt like, well, what does this mean? Where do we go? And like, this kind of tells you where they're going. The show's not, uh, it was one of the few shows where like, it's nothing else is hinging. I didn't. I didn't feel the weight of the Marvel universe on me when. Uh, is the dog jumping up on you now? Holy shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dog has lots of opinions about the multiverse. What about what about your Marvel Marvel moments? Did you did you check out Marvel? I know you watch WandaVision, sir. I watch. I only watched WandaVision, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, I am the most casual of Marvel. You've still watchers. seen most, if not all. I've seen most, if not all, of the movies, and I love spectacle and popcorn type blockbustery sort of thing so yeah i like that stuff but i as far as the tv shows go they were not very high on my priority list this year um but wandavision was mm-hmm. because of one reason and one reason only and that's katherine hahn my mm-hmm. hollywood and you were rewarded greatly <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i just i love her so much and i love everything that she does and i thought she was just the best part of that show and uh and i love the experiment of it It, it, um i totally get what you're saying that Mm -hmm. it took a while to figure out what was going on but you know if it's a tv show at the end of the day and i was along for the ride i know i just i'm i i haven't felt compelled to go back and watch it i just want to see what that's like because i do tend to go back and watch like every marvel movie but i haven't really felt the need to do that with any of the tv shows except for like once or twice when I was confused or like I, well, I looked away when something happened. And also too, I think real quick talking about the experiment of the different time period for mm-hmm. every show. I think it's interesting. Uh, we're probably the last generation that would really appreciate probably. how fun that was because it I watched was. Nick at night yeah. so much growing yeah. up. So I watched the source material for what all those shows were inspired by. I don't think anyone younger than us that's really a, it seemed like feel it the same way. I didn't hear a ton of complaints from no from I didn't, younger I reviewers. Know. I didn't. And I was like, really? You get this I love Lucy thing with the two minutes of acknowledgement that the Marvel Universe still exists out of a 30 minute episode. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a lot of teasing, but this would have happened in the comics. It yeah. would an entire issue would have been set 
in the past on a television show and not explained and comics audience would have loved it. So I was just, how are TV audiences going to eat this up? And I guess that when it finally stuff is revealed and they, I, I think maybe WandaVision was part of that. Like there is no telling what character Marvel might bring back. Cause I don't think anybody mm-hmm. expected Kat Dennings and um, oh, what's, what's that dude's name? Randall Park. Randall Park would show up from very, very minor characters that you thought would just be like one and done. That was really, I thought that was awesome because that gives you I love them. all these tertiary characters that may have like four lines in a Marvel movie could still show up and be significant for an episode or two of this, these TV shows as, yeah. you know, the Hawkeye showed us like you never know who's, no one's really thrown out in this universe and that's really neat. And, but I did have my favorite moment of television and the one that um, made me misty. I think last year I gave it to Disney's 616 show, the Marvel 616 show that one hour documentary on Japanese Spider-Man. It is one of the best hours of television. But it's not because like it's the best thing ever. It just like made me feel a lot. And in mm-hmm. this year, nothing made me feel harder than the second episode of Marvel's What If. What What If was already a concept I was in love with as a little kid. It was actually in a pre-internet time. You learn about these Marvel storylines, these things that happen. Oh, Jean Grey almost killed everyone and became the Dark Phoenix. Like, But I can't afford a trade paperback. I can't go back and find those back issues. But what if would always be this one-issue, self-contained story? Like, what if Mrs. Fantastic didn't marry Mr. Fantastic? And she married Prince Namor instead, and this whole new branching thing would happen in the Marvel Universe. And if you didn't see the second episode... Uh, it says what it's called. What if T'Challa became Star Lord? And it's basically what if Black Panther was picked up by uh, Michael Rooker's Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy instead of Chris Pratt. And given all the hate for Chris Pratt nowadays, that I'm not sure I entirely understand, um, I think most people would be very happy with this. And I, I think the drunkest I don't remember crying is being told Chadwick Boseman died at three in the morning by um, my sister. I really liked that guy and I really liked his Black Panther. So I sort of knew this was happening, but let's just say, imagine my surprise. It's about six months after his passing. He's in the role of T'Challa again and he's playing Black Panther for one last time. And it's even, they, Nobody could have known he was going to die, but what the what if, what it supposes is if Yondu had, the Ravagers had kidnapped T'Challa instead of Star-Lord, the whole world would be better. How much better do you ask? Well, if you didn't see it, part of, part of the fun of what if is like, what characters are going to come back and reprise their roles and voices? Because it's pretty shocking sometimes. Uh, and I was absolutely shocked by this. This is... Um, T'Challa, there's no Black Panther anymore. It's just, he's Star-Lord T'Challa, um, kidnapped from Wakanda, talking to the Ravagers. You got like Sean Gunn, you got Sean Gunn and Michael Rooker, and even the, what's that guy's name, Sarah? The who? Oh, Jaimon Hansu. He's sitting around talking about the best score they've ever had um, during uh, as a Ravager. Really, I could not say. I know, I know. So many heists, so many planets saved. Still, you must have one. How could you choose just one? Oh, what about the central bank heist of Dawn X4? Never hurts to hurt a scroll, right? <laughs> 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 that 
it's a bit for Craglin's teeth. Oh, how about when you armed the Ankaran resistance? Oh, man, barely made it out of that one. And how exactly did you stop Thanos, the mad titan, from decimating half of the universe? Oh, no. I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong. T'Challa here showed me there was more than one way to reallocate the universe's resources. Sometimes the best weapon in your arsenal is just a good argument. Aye, aye, Commander. Although I still assert my plan was not without its merits. Oh, yes. Pretty sure it's still just genocide, big guy. And I'm pretty sure it's efficient. <laughs> I thought I I melted so hard that Josh Brolin showed up to play Thanos, who was converted by <laughs> by Black Panther. Had Black Panther been in a position to talk Thanos out of ending all half half of life in all the universe, he would not have done it. And if you didn't see what if, there was a, a shitload of surprises and who came back to voice themselves. Nothing was crazier than Chadwick Boseman, like from beyond the grave, a role you'd never thought you'd see him play again. I think they initially, when they announced it, the show, he was still alive. So it's like, yeah, Chadwick Boseman will be part of it. And then they kind of stayed quiet about it. And for a lot of people were just, you have to imagine how, amazing that could be i remember when like people saw david bowie on like the last season of twin peaks like almost two years after he was dead you're like what the fuck we got one more thing to enjoy from this amazing person and it's in it's as this character and this is not the only one in what if and if i'm not mistaken what if which is supposed to be a lie what if this happened well now we're dealing with multiverse stuff thanks to mm. dr strange and spider-man and everything the fuck else and WandaVision, which I think sort of introduced that. Uh, I think if you didn't watch What If, and it sounds like neither of you did, it might be part of continuity that will then inform hmm. further right. Marvel content. And it's just, but they're also antholo anthological, as in <laughs> one episode, no episode relates to another until, uh, still a great fucking watch. Jeffrey White is a Watu the Watcher? Come on. Uh, <laughs> shit. Wait, did I go, did I go, did I go out of turn? Um, or did Dave get three in? No, I have not. Gone, I've not done my number one. Okay, sure. I am. I am out. That is my absolute favorite moment of television that I experienced by myself. But I remember running out to tell my girlfriend at the time, like, "You will not believe what's happening. Chadwick Boseman <laughs> is alive and he's in the television. It's <laughs> it's so wonderful." Uh, but on to on to the Sarah Bear. What else you got? Uh, so the next show that. It is one of the shows that started in 2021 and then moved into 2022. So I don't know if that counts, but fuck it. It's my favorite thing right now. And that's sure. Yellow Jackets. And in fact, <laughs> that's Dave's are... number one as well. That's your number one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll let you go ahead and talk about it because I got other ones to talk about too. So I'll um, let you take that. I will. I mean, from from a, for, first of all, uh, I am an unabashed uh, lost stan. I still love it. Um, watched all six seasons and then watched it all again. Um, and in the brief period where it was acceptable in, in 2021, I actually visited Hawaii for the first time ever. Um, did a Lost tour. And like besides that, like I, I, I started a third rewatch shortly after because you don't want to actually watch a show about plane crashes uh, mm -hmm. during times of travel. But first of all, yeah, the, the, the very basic premise of it is a uh, a team of uh, teenage uh, a girls soccer team high school soccer team gets stranded in the wilderness um, 
but it is just so uh, brilliantly cast for one thing. Oh my god, yes. Uh, like, so it's, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know the exact number of girls that are there. I think there's like eight or so, and mm-hmm. then there's like two or three guys. There's the coach and some other guys. Um, but you get to see a select group of them that uh, survived the ordeal and how they are dealing with it and the things that they had to do, which is strongly hinted at cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, what, like great young actresses, but the adult versions of them are uh, really, really, I mean, uh, they're mostly well-known actresses. And so what I didn't even realize at first is that uh, just about all of them were teen actresses. So you have that like extra believable right. element to just seeing them as grown ups, and you you know that like uh, to be a woman in Hollywood twenty something years ago, especially, was probably already pretty traumatic. Uh, but these are also these are women who are playing off different trauma uh, of the past. Um, but yeah, like I said, from like just the very basic element of it being a story of survival, uh, and as I said before, shows with stakes. Uh, and and in this case, it would be human stakes, I guess, because there's cannibalism Ooh, involved. Damn. But death and and all of that tied into it, like it all, all it already had me. Um, but just all of that and the element of '90s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the score is great. I think the soundtrack is great. Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people say like, "Oh, it's a bit too top 40." It is a group what? of yeah, like, but it's 13 to 15 year old. No, it's high school, so it's like you know, 15 to 18 year old girls. Yeah. What else are they going to be listening to? Oh, see, I, I, watching that because I, I felt like the the soundtrack is a lot of deeper cuts. Honestly, it relies a lot, very heavy on like alter, alternative tracks, yeah. not pop stuff, really. So, I mean, maybe it was, maybe it's top forty, maybe it's popular stuff. If that was your vibe in yeah. high school, but yeah, I I think I, that it does a great job of like tapping into the really good music from the 90s yeah and, and chris i don't know if this name uh rings a bell to you hmm. uh craig wedron no. who he was i believe he did the theme and a lot of the like just scoring of skits on the state which uh if you oh. watch that on uh, dvd or anything nowadays i don't know how you would find it you're not going to hear his his picks but like this is a guy who knows the perfect song for the perfect situation mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. i hate to say this but i know this State is actually streaming on Paramount Plus, and I'm afraid oh, to click on it because oh yeah, because they ain't getting that music back. Yeah, there's a lot of but th- <sighs> yeah, like the the show is like amazingly scored. It's so well shot. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, you know, with Lost, it's like you see very little of that island actually in in all totality. But like. I just think it's it's well done. You can believe that, like this. Did, did your Lost like, tour at least where... overlap with some Jurassic Park spots? Tell me it did. It is. Yeah. Okay. It's thank place. you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but um, it's not a total waste. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I also kidding. went there to relax. You know. Yeah. It's a way. Um, Get tan. Yes. Uh, but yeah, just uh, and, and yes, it did sneak into 2021. Um, I think it and counts. I literally just ended this week, the first season. Yeah. Uh, I... And I. I'm going to watch it, the finale after we're done recording right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. Good. But I, you know, I think it stuck the landing, so to speak. I right. mean, not that the plane did, but uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I was very satisfied. Um, great cast, great soundtrack, yeah. great show. 
the cast is fantastic that so yeah the plane crash happens in the mid to late 90s and then some of the girls survive and they it shows their lives as an adult as adults and what's going on in their adult lives and there's a mystery happening there so the it goes a back flash and forth forward between, yeah oh. or flashback however you want to say it oh. but it goes back and forth between the two time periods very seamlessly the the adult actresses are melanie linsky uh juliette lewis and christina ricci are wow. the and then also uh tawny cypress are the adult actresses and they are cast their younger counterparts are cast so perfectly it's like i don't the casting director is a genius honestly and the young actresses are all actresses that for the most part i don't think we've seen yep. except for jasmine savoy brown she was in the leftovers she played the daughter uh in the leftovers and she's absolutely fantastic in both of the uh of both shows but yeah these young actresses are so good so interesting some of the best young actress i've seen in a really long time you know i don't really like child acting that much so um didn't know that yes i bring it up a lot um but but yeah it this show is so gory and it really has some real horrific elements i mean it's a horror show honestly it's suspense it's mystery it's there's definitely some real horrific like an r-rated lost all right yeah Yeah. oh absolutely absolutely and and it's just it's eerie it's really beautiful like you said beautifully beautifully shot i love all the relationships between all the characters are so complicated and deep Mm -hmm. and rich and especially the way they are portrayed as adults and you don't know exactly you know throughout the entire series you don't know exactly what goes on in the woods that changes them, that makes them who they are as a, as adults. But uh, the way the adult actors play it, it's it they just convey so well how deep their relationships go without them wanting to be close anymore because of what they went through. Probably. And also, I'm seeing from the soundtrack, Sarah, they play Wilson Phillips' "Hold On" to really emphasize that. Uh, <laughs> solidify that bond. Yeah, it's one of my faves. This, look at the soundtrack, just because like I had all these fucking albums. What is what's the criticism here? Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. I, I would say I think the biggest selling point for you, Chris, is that it, it almost takes out the like supernatural elements of Lost, mm-hmm. puts mm-hmm. in like very real horrific stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lost always lacked like a a realistic well, so, like, human I, element. I mean, the biggest fault of Lost is like, well, why is that happening? Oh, because it's magic. There's no magic. Okay, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. I don't think yeah. the island, the, I don't think the the jungle's moving or anything like that. The forest is moving. Nothing we like gotta that. Gotta move the Andes or wherever yeah. they're crashed. I'm so glad that there was not a mystical element. I just, I have to make the prediction. It's on Showtime. Yeah. Two good seasons, and this will suck. Exactly. That is my biggest problem, is that it is a Showtime show. It, uh, so they have uh, the producers and whatnot have said, like, they, when they brought this to Showtime, they're like, look, here's the roadmap. We have the whole roadmap. I mean, that's the thing with Lost. Like, Mm -hmm. um, they didn't know when it was going to end at some point. Uh, so they actually had to stretch. They don't have. They're the show, you know. If it if it's done right, um, and they have their you know order filled to the exact amount, then they will be able to tell the story in a way that is satisfying. And that's that's my hope for this. Um, I'm, I'm watching I will next. Say, yeah, um, and like, the, the, uh, like yeah, the the adult versions of the actresses are so great. I got so mad. I look when watching. Uh, Christina Ricci 
and Juliette Lewis uh, interact, those two characters, I thought like, oh, they have to have been something in the 90s together. Yeah, they have such amazing chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christina Ricci's character in the show, I actually have a clip of it. Like, I couldn't actually find good scenes, but I can. I found a clip of Christina Ricci talking about her character, who is my favorite character on the show, even though she's almost the de facto villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she is so amazing. And just seeing and her interacting with Juliette Luce, every one of those scenes is great because Juliette Luce, Juliette, Juliette Luce's character is like the polar opposite of of hers, and they just play off each other so well. Mm-hmm. Misty Quigley is a very interesting individual. She's passive aggressive, socially awkward, <laughs> cares deeply, and wants so badly for others to care about her. She takes a lot of crap from people, but she's putting that away in a box somewhere, and you will be punished. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. <laughs> oh. I was, I was, I really wanted to see more of Christina Ricci after she popped up in the Matrix for a, almost the subliminal, <laughs> subliminal scene in the Matrix. If you did not see her in there, no one seems to be getting my joke. I, I'm no, guessing I, no one saw the Matrix. I Dude, mean, uh, what, that is Eternals level. Like, oh boy, like what am I gonna have the time? Like, I'm gonna have to treat this like a show and spread it out over a week. Or I, I have been such an unabiding Marvel <laughs> fanboy for so long, and then like. Oh, I can watch the Eternals or the first episode of Peacemaker. Whew. Peacemaker shorter and amazing. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, Eternals. I've abandoned you for an entire week. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, but Yellow Jackets. Um, yeah. that Absolutely recommend. I think I think You Should Leave might have fallen on Dave and I's top three, perhaps. But I wasn't yeah. predicting you and Sarah would have had one of your top shows of the year uh, overlap like this. Uh, well, and I, I've heard a ton about it, but I just I didn't have access to anything Showtime until very recently. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Don't mm-hmm. take it away now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm so glad you said Yellow Jackets because that freed me up to say one of my other favorites, which I know is one of yours, Antista, which is Reservation Dogs. Yes, I'm only oh, I've, I've only seen three or four episodes. God, I tore through this in an afternoon. It's on FX. It is so special just what an amazing show is created by sterling harjo and mm-hmm. taiko atiti uh it's about an indigenous uh american teens on a reservation and what their life is like um and they're they're kind of i don't know it's like their day-to-day life they're they're a group of kids who are trying to leave they want to go to california yes. and kind of what they're trying to do to get off the reservation and their connection to their family and what's happened to them. And it's so funny and so sad and so sweet. And yeah. the acting is fantastic. And it shows really a slice of a life in this country that we just have not really seen, mm. especially in modern times. And uh, I'd, say, I'd say ever. I, 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 yeah. I, I can think of one fucking movie I've seen, Smoke Signals, in the 90s. Yeah. That has any basis on a reservation. Um, n- yeah, not at all. It's it's unflinching, and yet it is very uh, – it's got so it's, much heart and so much hope and so much sweetness. I, I, I related so hard to those kids and wanting to get out of a small town in Florida. And then there's sequences where, like, I have no cultural basis for this at all. <laughs> right. Holy fuck, I've never seen anything that even approaches talking about this at all. Right. And, and it's, it's a – Almost, I think it's an all indigenous people's uh, writing room mm-hmm. and the actors, the directors. So it is very, very 
uh, accurate, I think, uh, and and just so it's just super. It was super interesting and funny, funny yes. as fuck. It's, I so don't, funny. I don't like people speaking to imaginary characters, except for right. this one. Yeah. It's it's There's very some very great good stuff, great <laughs> stuff in it. Um, and the actors, these uh, the kid actors again are mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, and just Devery Jacobs, DeFaro, Woon Atai, Lane Factor, Paulina Alexis are the actors, and they are just killing it. They're so they convey so much of that feeling of being a teenager that's universal, and then also are able to convey, I think the very specific feelings of being an indigenous person in the United States and uh, what life is like on the reservation. It's very different. And uh, I'm really happy too, that the one uh, white guy on the show, there's like two white people on the show that show up regularly. And one of them is Kirk Fox, who is like one of my favorite comedic (laughs) guys to pop up and shit. Cause he's just always a character and plays that kind of peripheral guy white guy who's like a little too weirdly into native american stuff like come on dude uh he does it so well so yeah reservation dogs was um such a fun surprise and such a sweet show i want people to see it it's again one of the shows that i'm probably i just finished it kind of recently i'm probably going to turn around and rewatch it again from the beginning um because it just there's so much to see there uh and i i I just want to give it a small shout out to fx in general Mm-hmm. Because, fuck, I I did have an odd relationship and loved. All, I I finally got through all of what we do in the shadows this mm. year. Uh, so good. I think Dave is one of the best shows uh, mm-hmm. I've 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 ever seen, and I always forget about it. Um, and um, oh shit, what was the? And Always Sunny had a great short season. It like it's best in a long time. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just so odd because. It's so odd to attribute something like that to a channel because everything else we've kind of attributed to streaming, um, even with the exception of maybe Showtime. But FX had a, I don't know, it was making some of the best shows, greenlighting some of the best shows on television right now. Um, it's, it's doing uh, quality over quantity, Netflix. See how that works? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I thought really, really great. Um, did you get, uh, Dave, what were, did we all get through I- all yours? Yeah, I got. I we got through all mine. I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, We're in honorable mentions territory. Into, what? We're in honorable, honorable mentions territory now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have two separate ter- uh, categories buckets that these belong in. Uh, the first is shows that I did not finish yet uh, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one is the final season of Pen Fifteen on oh, Hulu. So good. Um, which, I haven't finished it yet either, but. Uh. Yeah, I I, I love it, but it is a show that I have to take breaks from because it can get so awkward. It is, um, I forget the names of the actresses, Maya Erskine and the, uh, I forget who plays the other one. It's two women who are in, I think they're 30s, mid-30s at this point. Anna Conkle. Anna Conkle, there we go. Um, And they play the teen versions of themselves, again, hitting that 90s nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's them in like the late 90s, early 2000s in high school. Uh, but they are both super awkward. They are always, they're getting in super awkward situations all the time, and I'm like, it, I, I think I'm also like subliminally like doing this so slowly because it is the final season of the show, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I don't want it to end. But it I mean it's it is already technically over. Uh, they put the entire season on Hulu. Um, the other show that I started 
What, what, uh, was, what was the Nassim Padraj show that almost the same premise? Oh, which, that was oh, also really good. It was. Yes. Chad? Oh Chad. Sorry. Chad, Chad. Chad, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, real quick on Pen15, too. If you're interested, the New Yorker came out with a fantastic profile of the two ladies uh, who created Pen15 and about their creative process in creating it. And it is really fascinating because they're best friends in real life. So absolutely recommend that if you yeah. love the show. And, and, and another, like, single episode, like, especially when an episode, when a sh- series is, like, you know, shot out super quick. Um that like just one can really like stay embedded in your brain. Uh, there's an episode of that season told from the perspective of Maya's mom, who is actually played by Maya's mom, mm-hmm. uh, who I don't think oh. I even has much acting experience. It's just such a, a heartfelt and like amazing episode of TV uh, that like, uh, that, like it's a, such a high bar for the rest of the season. And the fact that the show has been told for, uh, I mean, it's not that many episodes. I think they did 30 or so, but like, that there's just one that's from the perspective of this character's mother. Um, it really, really good. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to finish it. I also didn't get to finish Kevin can fuck himself, which is oh, on weird. AMC, uh, which not a part of my brain. Like, I guess I do have a sort of a guilty pleasure of like King of Queens. Everybody loves Raymond, like the mm-hmm. stock late nineties, early two thousand sitcom mm-hmm. guy who has a wife who is way too good for him. Uh, but this show is the premise is it's weird. I didn't, like, I didn't what, finish so, it either. It, 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 like, what if the wife wants to actually kill him, which she should want to? Uh, but, but it's, it's it two so shows. Dark. It's a three camera sitcom with like this and, super dark Norman Batesy psycho. Yeah, when his wife's like, alone. The, uh, yeah, it's, it, very it's that show, and then it's like an AMC show, mm-hmm. um, and that juxtaposition is really awesome. But it it was just getting a bit too dark for me at at that point in time, so I had to turn it off. But it's one that I mean to go back to. Yeah. All right, and then the other bucket, which I will not go super long on because nobody, I think, will cop to liking these. But like, uh, so some of my favorite reality shows had a great year in uh, 2021. Um, oh, Survivor was not on for, I think, probably a year and a half and came back with its 41st season. But Ooh. I will say one of my favorite uh, because like the show really embraced diversity this year and like did a great job, had like one of the best cast uh, like in its entire history. Um, it leaned really heavily into twists, but it's still kind of, well, wait, it was still a good show all in all. Are we too old um, to be on survivor now and the real world? Well, okay. The other show that I really liked this year was um, paramount plus uh, came out with uh, the, the, the challenge all stars. Oh, okay. and, what this is, so they have been doing for, I think, 20-something years at this point, mm-hmm. they've been doing real-world road rules challenges. Mm-hmm. And I fell off of those about probably 10 or 15 years ago because I stopped recognizing people. Mm-hmm. Like, I stopped watching real world. I stopped watching road rules. So those people started to become more and more foreign to me. Yeah. But what Challenge All-Stars is, uh, and they actually had two seasons in one year uh, because they're striking while the iron is hot. They are taking the people who are on the real world and road rules in the nineties. Uh, and they are now adults. Most of them mm-hmm. uh, like adults with families and responsibility. And it's so weird to see all jump over this volcano. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like, first of all, like the fact like, Oh my gosh, I'm seeing like tech and Ayana and, Oh my god! And wow. Brad Wait, and I knew who they were. Brad? Oh, old man, Brad. Okay. Listen, 
last year, Sam and I went and went back as far as we could find on streaming to start with the challenge. And we could only get into like the 10th, ninth or 10th season. And we went through almost all of them. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the challenge. Okay. Yeah, I almost and, thought you guys planned this. Ugh. But we stopped watching. Yeah. After gosh, probably we kept watching probably longer than you did, but yeah, they were bringing in people from like England, like British yeah. reality television that like Love Island and stuff like that, that like we had never heard of, which yep. was kind of wild. So wait, All-Stars, is CT back? CT? No, he's still doing oh, the mainline All-Stars. That's true. I know. But, I saw him on that. Because he is like the Michael Jordan of those. I mean, but, he's the guy. Yeah, they, they're bringing back the people who like stopped doing it 10 okay, years ago. Okay. And that, it's the absence grows the hot heart go, grow fonder. Sure. And he, I think he, they are. Oh my God, is Paula back? Country John? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think Paula is back, but like uh, a lot of Pedro, no, is Pedro okay, back. So actually, actually, what what Paramount also did this year is they reunited the casts of the Real World New York in oh, the uh, Real World Los Angeles, and I haven't watched those yet, but I really, really want to. I I heard they I'm, they couldn't though because one of the idiots got COVID Eric, right Eric, before the Eric, show. Eric Eric of the Grind got COVID. Eric Nice yes. of the Grind. Yeah. Of he, the grind. he grinded too close, I guess. Ooh, yeah. Grind too close to the sun. Yeah, and I, I th- <laughs> you were so close to my honorable mention. Sorry, keep going. But yeah, I mean, like the challenge all stars. It's just like it's it's super basic. It's like I, from what I've heard of uh, like the new challenges, like they're complicated. They're yes. convoluted. This is yes. just like you do a challenge. Someone gets voted in, and they do a challenge against each other, and someone goes home. Good. But yeah, now it's people like it's people that you grew up with, and they like us are now adults, and they're dealing with adult shit on top of the you know, machinations and stuff that happens wow. with these shows. But uh, it, it's really, you know, just, you know, easily digestible stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, whoever is doing this on Paramount Plus, they must have a great deal with royalties or all that stuff because, again, amazing music. Like, the music is all of the 90s and 2000s. So oh, wow. It is? I guess the, cool. the, the theme of this whole episode is like, just make something from the 90s and it'll ping a part of my brain and I'll like it. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to give a shout out to Paramount Plus, which is, other than Apple Plus, the absolute worst streaming platform with the worst tech, tech and app I've ever used yeah, yep, in my entire yep, yep, life. Yep, yep. And every time I look at it, like, man, you told us what you like and we're going to show you what we think you might like. Our algorithm says you might like CBS News and Paw Patrol. Like, this sucks this sucks uh, and this jeremy renner show however i thought dave was stumbling upon my my thing oh audible mentioned though i know sarah doesn't want to hear this but those the i i don't it's the south park specials because they they instead of making they haven't made an episode in like three years or two years but they made four one-hour specials that all revolve around the pandemic including one where the pandemic ends and it shoots way in the future where their boys are all grown up with children and have to deal with COVID again. Those were actually excellent. <laughs> Those are really, really good and really fun and like a genuine mystery movie style moment. But I thought Dave was like extreme streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. They reunited the cast of, and I really oh. thought he was going to say Reno 911. I triple checked. That was from last <laughs> year. It's, my dad and I watched that and, and laughed so hard our stomachs hurt. And I, I don't know what it is with things with Steve Agee in them this year, but like, whew, I'm really enjoying it. That that it is so good, the Reno 911 reunion movie. Ooh, it is fantastic. Because awesome. I think totally they worth. were previously on Queeby. 
Did they that, have a brief that, con- Quibi? that content was purchased by Roku. And remember, Quibi stood for <laughs> Quick Bites. So they made like a new season of Reno 911 that's air quotes. I don't think all that season adds up to a movie. And what we got with the the hunt for QAnon, where they go undercover on a on a QAnon cruise to try and figure out who Q is. Oh my They're, god, I can't wait to watch that. If you that. like reality shows, there's a lot there's a lot of cameos you're to look forward to. Something happens with Patton Oswalt that like I really lost my shit. Oh my um, god, I can't wait. Uh, I, and so did he. And it, it, it's very, very wonderful. And it's like the whole cast of Reno 911, too. I didn't know if they did, I don't know how well they did that on Quibi, but clearly no one is off on their bigger projects, not even What's Her Nuts from the Goldbergs. It's a, mm. He's a major player. Wendy McLe- McLennan Quibi. Yeah, I just couldn't remember her second name. <laughs> yeah. And Wendy McLovin, I always want to say. Uh, and, and, All right. Yeah. Honorable oh, mentions, sir. Sure. Oh, yeah. I got some honorable mentions, and they are meaty, so. I'll try to go as fast as I can, but uh, I absolutely love The White Lotus, which is on HBO Max. Pretty good. Uh, really a fun uh, getaway mystery set in Hawaii with uh, just no some mystery. of the best. <laughs> yeah, there was a mystery. No, there wasn't. Starts a with a dead body. Oh, because it flashes forward, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, with Connie Britton and Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge, one of my favorite roles I've ever seen her play. She Agreed. is genius in this. And uh, her bouncing off of Natasha Rothwell is just such a fun combination. And I love Steve Zahn. He's yep. in it too. And he's always just a joy to see. I also really, really loved Girls 5 Eva. Uh, Dave and I love that Peacock. too. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was such, so sweet, so fun. I mean, all the actresses are fantastic. And the music was actually really, really good. I love Sarah Bareilles. She is extremely talented. More people should know her. And so I was really happy to see her on that. I like I like um, Paula Pell inexplicably being a member of that Paula group. Paula Pell is a fucking <laughs> treasure and joy forever i love her i love whatever, whatever you want to call that tina fey universe i know dave and i are pretty on board for almost everything oh, yeah. she's Every created thus far Every... yeah, that's the only way that's, that's the only way i can describe it this surreal reality presented in that show yeah. uh is very much like kimmy schmidt and um oh shit what was the other one great great news 30 which rock? Is... yes 30 yeah. rock sorry and great but, news oh my god what, i love yeah, great news. such a hidden gem like yes. a show i literally go back to every year oh just what a great vehicle for Andrea Martin. I love her so yes. much. <laughs> By the way, our only Peacock uh, streaming recommend. Uh, oh, Girls 5 yes. Eva. Nope, I'm going to give you another one. Uh, we Are Lady Parts is so freaking good, and nobody talked about it, and it's very upsetting. Probably because its title's gross. The title is fantastic, <laughs> uh, but it is a uh, show about... It's it's set in uh, England and it's about a all female Muslim punk band what? and all the women are various levels of um, uh, uh, various types of Muslims the way that they practice mm-hmm. and so and it's all them though and they're they're fierce like funny rocking girl punk band and yet also like struggling with their identity and their community and what their expectations are for how they're supposed to be and the main character is this phd biochemical engineering student who becomes the guitarist kind of against her family and community's expectations and witness and wishes and how she 
reconciles that and it is so unbelievably sweet and fun and just empowering and so i absolutely absolutely love that it was a real joy to watch uh during this time and then lastly schmigadoon what a fun weird Mm -hmm. wacky fantastic musical uh and yeah also i it was on apple tv actually i was gonna say it was on peacock as well but no it was on apple tv so hey apple tv gets one uh but yeah i absolutely adored schmigadoon so much and it was so weird and fun to take down in the afternoon while you're just like sitting around looking for something to watch i love cecily strong keegan michael key was fantastic and especially aaron tivette who is a mainly a Broadway guy, but I saw him on Schmigadoon and I absolutely loved him. And he's on Broadway right now doing the lead of Moulin Rouge, which I also saw. And he is like my new favorite guy to watch for and things. So yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Hell so yeah. much good TV this year. Really I, a lot of good, fantastic stuff. A lot of stuff that is right for rewatching, which I mm-hmm. like. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to give an honorable mention to Chadwick Boseman is the greatest guest star of the year, but Curb Your Enthusiasm lost marty funkhauser played by bob einstein but added albert brooks which was awesome and it's the last episode has a guest appearance by none other than alexander vinman um (laughs) the guy who ratted on trump to the supreme court for making a (laughs) shitty phone call to ukraine uh who might see Larry Larry do something unethical. It's just like the greatest guest star I've ever seen. And you wow. watch it before you forget who he is. Because <laughs> otherwise the joke doesn't work. Right. Uh, it's Curb Your Enthusiasm was so goddamn funny uh, this year and ended right before 2021. So I had to get it in there. I just I just looked up Reno 911, The Hunt for QAnon on IMDb, and it said it dropped 722 points in popularity. So people see that movie. I don't. I don't want it to drop any further than the IMDb popularity meter. That's, oh, that would be a shame. That's, <laughs> that would be a shame. But let us know yours in the comments if you if you want to, because like I could always use better TV recommendations. And I, all my favorites sort of lean toward comedy this year. White Lotus mm-hmm. was like the most compelled I was. Like, where's this going? Mm-hmm. And then I was like. Oh, I really don't like that. <laughs> really? Well, and I, maybe you're not supposed to. And then like, and then the yeah. second season's coming like second season. That, well, it's good. It's going to be an anthology. I know, but it's, I know. I just don't know how, how it makes the first season less interesting now. Uh, oh my God. One. There's no pleasing you. Uh, Jeez, yeah, I guess. Please. I guess. I guess. I was just Ugh. confused by that. I thought that we were doing a one and done thing and instead it made me very sad. Because the poorest person got punished. <laughs> um, and <laughs> anyway, we've been Laser Time. Support us at patreon.com slash laser time. Um, follow Dave on Twitter. At, at Dave Rudden. At Dave Rudden. And leave Sarah yeah, alone. At... <laughs> <laughs> Show, set either on Twitter or on the in the comments. I want to hear your recommendations, like you Absolutely. said. Absolutely. Like, I mean, Sarah, I've like added like five or six to my ah! list just based on what the stuff you've said. So thank Yay. you for that. Oh, I think I'm going to be doing a Marvel deep dive probably in the next couple months because there's so much content. I mean, that that Loki alligator for a hot second was like the coolest thing on the fucking internet. That was one of the memes I did not understand this year. And I was like, damn, I got to get into that. It's the multiverse, Sarah. There's every kind of Loki. And uh, if you were going to comic book conventions in Florida, there's one you'll see a lot more of. And it's that one. (laughs) And and we did. I, I think Adam got a picture with him. 
Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. Patreon.com slash laser time. We got a video game show, Video Game Apocalypse, and 30 2010, the show Sarah almost ruined before we kicked her off. <laughs> and, <laughs> Depends on who you talk to. <laughs> true. And uh, we do bonus shows for our patrons, Patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, we recently talked about The Matrix and uh, Ghostbusters 4. I can, call it, I can call it Ghostbusters 4 if I want to. Leave me alone. Call it what you want. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the Matrix 4. Anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, Bo Burnham, take us out. Eyes on him. I still think that was one of the best things I saw on TV this year. I just didn't want to beat it in the ground. Uh, and we'll be back next week. So stay right there. Get up. I'm talking to you. Get the fuck up! Get your fucking hand.